everyone, and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Debate. Hi, how are you? Hopefully, you and yours are well during this um, trying time. I think it is very fair to say, but as promised, the debate is back. And this is one that I'm going to be completely honest with you all. I was not anticipating doing this, but this was a discussion that started as a result of Super Bowl 55, the outcome of that game, and a whole little war of words, I guess you can call it, a debate that happened via text, via Twitter, has now just culminated into a podcast about it. So here we are. We're actually going to do this. It's spoken word. I am joined by the Basement Talk podcast fantasy shows, Mr. Adam Caster. Hi, Adam. Hello, Mr. Birdsell. Yes, it was. It was quite the war of words over text and Passionate over debate. Twitter DM. It's, well, now we're going to do it to each other's faces. It was a, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty hot button topic. And there were, there are so many, there's so many different factors that, and like so many different angles you can take this argument. So I think it's going to be pretty fun. I agree. And this is going to be a debate that I would hope that every single one of you that are listening are going to be able to formulate your own opinions on And What exactly am I talking about? The debate that we are going to have today is the one that's taken Twitter by storm. It's taken the sports world really by storm as well. Is Tom Brady the greatest athlete of all time? Now, there are no limits as to where we can go with this question. We have very differing opinions on this. If you listen to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, I believe you would know which side we are on. Um, But for full transparency, I do believe as a result of Super Bowl 55 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Chiefs, that Tom Brady is the greatest athlete, whether it is in team sports or individual sports. I believe he is the greatest athlete of all time. Adam vehemently disagrees with that. That's correct. So uh, we are going to be doing our best to sell you, the listeners, on our points, and hopefully you will be able to uh, formulate your own opinions on this matter. I am going to be posting a little poll of this on my Instagram story, Eddie, the big bird. So go follow me on Instagram and you will be able to vote on this just so we can have a little look in. And then for the basement talk podcast fantasy show, we will look at the results and see who won this. But at the end of the debate today, I did get, some opinions on this, which I will read at the end. If Actually, that makes I'm pretty sense. excited for that. I remember. Yeah, I didn't know that you were doing that, so I'm very excited that they're this interesting. Is happen. They are interesting. This is probably the most heated I've seen Twitter out about a non-political topic. Yes, you, you, you know it's funny that you say that. Yes, I would agree with you because there there is. There's a right answer and there is a half right answer and there's a wrong answer. The right answer is yes, that he is the greatest athlete of all time. The half right answer is 
there are so many others that have such a claim for this. And the wrong answer is, oh, someone else is better than Tom Brady. No, nobody's better than Tom Brady. But there are so many that have a case for this. So I think the best way to really do it is Adam. Well, I think there's no right answer to this, really. I think it's a, this is a very subjective opinion. Well, you are going to have to give your opinion as to who the greatest athlete of all time is if it is not Tom Brady. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying yeah, just make that, there is no, that there is no definitive right answer. We can make cases for whoever we want, but Very I think true. that there's, there's no way to know unless like, because also you're comparing athletes in two different sports and it's hard to actually have that be and to really know definitively who is the best. I agree with you. Because if you have, like, you can't be like, okay, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, go, go box. Whoever wins boxing is the greatest athlete of all time. Fair. That, that, that's fair. But you're comparing, you're comparing all the resumes and you're looking at it from more than – because it, it is tough to compare a football player to someone that plays golf. You know, have the Tom Brady versus Tiger Woods or Tom Brady versus Jack Nicholas debate. You know, comparing Tiger, uh, Tom Brady to a Michael Jordan, like you just said. You know, do you compare – football to basketball and how do you compare compare like tom brady to serena williams which is which was uh, a lot of people did a lot of people did that a lot of people did that and a lot of people were very wrong on on that on that matter so i hope you bring that up and and, well i'm gonna bring it up so can't be so blase about it people are gonna bring it up i'm gonna bring it up because that is the one that i saw and, and and i mean i am mr tennis i love it Tennis is one of my games. However, to compare Tom Brady to Serena Williams is absolutely beyond ludicrous. But Adam, please just have a go. Tell me why I am wrong about everything that I've been saying over the course of the last 48 hours and tell me why Tom Brady is nowhere near the greatest athlete of all time and who is. Have a go. Okay. Well, I can't say that he's nowhere near. As much as I hate it, as much as I hate his guts, he's still he's the greatest football player of all time. That I can concede now, unfortunately. That's good. That's good. We're 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 getting somewhere then. Yeah, we're we're making a breakthrough, as they say. I can't believe it. Um, but I think I mean, if you want to start with the Serena Williams argument, I mean, she has been uh, one of the best tennis players for basically from a period of 1999 to 2017. She won. was it 23 grand slams 23 and she won the australian open when she was three weeks pregnant or eight weeks pregnant i'm sorry i was gonna say i thought it was eight eight weeks which is very impressive very impressive which is incredibly impressive which is like i mean we're not women of course but i think from the opinions of most women she was trending on twitter after the, the day after the super bowl um and they were saying how almost downright impossible it is to win, to like do anything uh, while you're two months pregnant, much less win a major tennis uh, tournament against your own sister, by the way. I think, was that 2017 that she? Uh, at um, at the Australian 20, Open? Uh, yeah. 20, the 2017 
final was yeah, Serena but it, it was Serena yeah. against your own sister. Yes. And also, I mean, that's just singles. Uh, she also is incredible uh, in doubles as well. Basically, she's undefeated in women's doubles, which is kind of nuts. We're not undefeated, but she's won like almost every tournament that she's been in in women's do- in women's do- doubles with her sister. You gotta love that chemistry. And she's also won uh, two mixed doubles tournaments, but those were in uh, in the nineties. So, and they were not with her sister; they were with Max Myrtle. Her two wins. So that's that's the case there. She definitely has like a really, really, really good case. But I think personally, you can't put team athlete you can't put team athletes up against individual athletes because it's so different. Where with team athletes like Tom Brady, like Michael Jordan, like Wayne Gretzky, like even Babe Ruth, who I'm surprised people didn't bring up because his stats are silly too. Um, and the fact that they had to dead basically dead in the baseball, they had to nerf Babe Ruth when, because he was so good. And he will also play. He is also a hitter and a pitcher. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's is a very good way of putting it. They had to nerf Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, they had to nerf Babe Ruth because he was so good. Um, and so those players like that, they will. It's not just themselves that they have to rely on to be good. It's also uh, the players around them. I mean, baseball and football, especially, are like the ultimate team sports. Because one player can't do it by themselves. Uh, like you see that with Mike Trout. Mike Trout ne- hasn't made the playoffs in in years, uh, and he's the best baseball player. He might turn into the best baseball player of all time. He's on that track of surpassing Babe Ruth. If you look at the individual numbers and the and WAR. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it comes down to like anything. You can the classic argument that I've had for years is you stack Tony Romo's Tony Romo's numbers up. Tony Romo is one of the best quarterbacks of all time based on numbers alone. But everyone comes to me and says, Oh, numbers, numbers don't matter. It comes down to play on success. So okay, you want to put it on that. Yes, everyone knows how great Mike Trout is. Every everybody knows that. But you can't just say that playoff success and playoff appearances and whatever. Don't matter for Mike Trout, but do matter for Romo. If 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 that makes sense. Well, I'm not saying that, but I know I know I see those what you're people. getting at. I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm, I'm get, just saying to those people. I get people. what you're saying though. I think it. I think it. Honestly, for some of the times, it does matter. Like what narrative people are trying to push. Of course, of course. Anybody, anybody's going to bring up points that are relevant to their own narrative. And I'm not saying that about you. I'm just saying you know with people in general, especially now. No, I yeah because. I think that for Peyton Manning, a lot of the times people kind of move the goalposts back because Peyton Manning is like one of the best regular season quarterbacks of all time, but everyone's just like, Oh, but the playoff stats, he's not good in the playoffs. He he's only won two Super Bowls, but he, and he went to four and it's like, but he's still, they still won two Super Bowls. Yeah. He still won two Super Bowls and he's probably the most, the quarterback that's probably the most integral to his team's success that we've ever seen. The Broncos don't win the Super Bowl against Carolina without Peyton Manning. Doesn't that doesn't matter how bad he was in that game. Doesn't matter. They don't win that game for Peyton Manning. But right. back to 
back to the whole Serena point. And, and this is tennis guy. So here I go. <laughs> I have, I don't think I've ever really talked about tennis on this platform. So I'm very excited to do it. Okay. The Serena Williams point. Serena Williams, what she has done in terms of 23 grand slams is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The men's record for grand slams is 20. Roger Federer. So she is in the open era that started in 1968. She is the all-time winningest tennis player ever. We're talking player, man or woman. She is the GOAT in that regard. But, but, she is not the all-time winner in Grand Slam events, in majors. That's Margaret Court. Margaret Court has 24. So Serena needs to win two more to beat that record. That narrative has been going on since 2017 Australian Open, which is her last major win. She has not won a major since that event. And you look at the shape of women's tennis now, it is as competitive, if not more, than it has ever been. You look at the top players that are in women's tennis right now. You're looking at Simona Halep, who is so good. Who beat her in Wimbledon in 2019. And Naomi Osaka, who beat her in the U.S. Open in 2018. Naomi, Naomi is... She's ridiculous. She is she's that Chef's next guess. she is okay. that next level of tennis of women's tennis superstar. Uh if you're even looking just within the United States, you have Sloan Stevens, you have Madison Keys, you have uh Coco Vandaway, uh Angelique Kerber, German, but she she's also very, very good. Women's women's tennis is so competitive now, and you have to you have to ask yourself the question. This is a very serious question. Serena Williams is 39 years old, and she isn't playing competitively for almost 20 years. So if she is going to break Margaret Court's record, she has to win two more majors. Where is that going to come? Is it going to come at the French where she's only won three times. I don't know. Just because playing, playing on clay, it's a, it's a completely different game. Is it going to happen at Wimbledon? You don't know because playing on the grass, it is much slower than it is playing on hard court. So if she's going to win, it's probably going to be at the Australian open or it's going to be at the U S open. If she's going to win those two more, which, uh, but she still has a great chance of doing, She's going to have to do it probably at the Australian or at the U.S. I don't think she's going to win it, win it at the French Open. I don't think she's going to win it at Wimbledon, but she does have a chance because she is Serena Williams. But the debate between Tom Brady and Serena Williams is this. Serena doesn't have that all-time record yet. So how can we say now on February 9th, 2021, she is the greatest athlete of all time when she does not even have the record in her own sport. Whereas Tom Brady, Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than every fucking team. But he doesn't have more champ. Well, okay. So we're counting. If you want to count pre-open, then for the NFL, you can count pre-merger or pre-Super Bowl. 
And in that case, I think I don't think Tom, Tom Brady doesn't have more championships than any than any professional or than any NFL team. Because I think the you know like the Packers have more have a bunch of NFL championships. The Giants have a bunch of NFL championships. I mean, even the Browns won a couple NFL championships, and the Lions won a couple NFL championships. Sure, if you want to, if you want to put it that way, fine. But even then, you're you're talking about a stat that is just so impressive by today's standards that the where we're living right now, 2021, since since the merger, Tom Brady has more championships than any team. That's ridiculous. No matter which way you you look at it, now you want to bring in the the uh, the pre-merger uh, Packers and, and the Giants and the Bears, you know, you, you do that. That's that's totally fine. But what I will say to you is this, and th- this is where I think the the argument comes from. Tom Brady did what he did this season on a brand new team at 43 years old, and look at the run that he went on. Look at who he played. He went against three of your boys and beat them. Drew Brees at the Superdome. Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. And then Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Granted, it was in his own place. Doesn't matter. They had to get there. And you can't say that did anybody be honest be honest did anybody really give Tampa Bay much of a chance against Drew Brees and the Saints no because of what happened um a couple weeks ago or right. like a month or two ago they got blown out by New Orleans fun game blown out at home also Jake Jake went on the basement talk podcast and said it is going to be a blowout that the Saints are going to stomp on them didn't happen. Okay. They go up to Lambeau, probably the toughest place to play in the month of January. Tom Brady made it look pretty routine, if I do say so myself. Pretty aside routine. from the three picks. Aside from the aside from three picks, but also through three three touchdowns in that game. So you can't discount that. And then in the Super Bowl, I mean, he he just carved that defense up. He made it look like nothing. And again, it came down to what we've been talking about all year long with the, with the Chiefs' defense. That's a bend-don't-break defense, and my God, that defense break. I mean, holy shit. Was that, was that defense just ungodly terrible? But moving away from the Tom Brady versus Serena Williams debate, I want to ask you, Adam, if Tom Brady is not your greatest athlete of all time, who is? Okay. So this is a tough decision for me. Because there's so so many options that I could put here. Um, Babe Ruth, like I said, people don't talk about Babe Ruth as much as like one of the greatest athletes of all time. His career average uh, for 22 years of his career, he was a 342 hitter. Sorry. 342. I'm sorry. Granted, his last year, his last two years, uh, in 34 and 35, he was atrocious. His last year, especially in 35. So he could have even been better if he had reco- if he had retired in 1934 instead of 35, where he hit 181. <laughs> he could have 
been he could have been a, a career 350 hitter. His average for a season, his 162 game average is three is uh 342 batting average, um 141 hits. But I believe I believe though 46 that- home runs. Isn't but Babe Ruth doesn't even he doesn't even come close to the record for, for highest batting average of all time. No, he does not. That's Ty Cobb. Right. Ty Cobb is is three sixty plus hitter. Exactly. And then it's Roger Hornsby, I think, is like number two. And then you also have to see um that he was an incredible pitcher. Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. I mean this guy in 19, he was a t- he pitched full time, basically for let's say four or five years, five or six maybe, let's say four. And this is all before he was he was a hitter, really. In 1916, he had a 1.75 ERA. It's ridiculous, but it's also, you know, a, to- a totally different era. That's what people are going to say. He was 23 and 12 uh, with a 1.75 ERA. Um, 1917, 24 and 13 with a 2.01. Um, I mean, yes, he started 44 games, which is kind of nuts, where he started 40 games in 16, 1916, and 38 games in 1917. And this is time, and he pitched for. He pitched for 300 innings in both in uh, in those two seasons as well. So that, I think that makes the ERA of 1.75 even more impressive that he was able to do that. He was only he gave up 63 runs in 323 innings in 1916, and the fact that he was able to do what he did on both sides of the on both sides of the ball on offense as a as a batter and as and as a pitcher one of the hardest positions in baseball to be considered i mean that that puts him in the discussion for me and also uh wayne gretzky who was a lot of people's main main guy aside from uh michael jordan so uh wayne gretzky won nine Hart memorial trophies which is equivalent to the the NHL MVP. He won eight of those consecutively. Eight consecutive MVPs. Uh, The Ted Lindsay Award is also like an MVP, but it is voted on by the players, I believe. Correct. He won five of those, four of them consecutively. Uh, He won... Seven consecutive Art Ross trophies, which, and 10 overall, which is the uh, trophy for uh, scoring the most points, which is goals and assists combined in a season. Um, and also, I mean, one thing that, and he also had 894 career goals in the regular season, 122 in the playoffs. That's a total of 1016. Um, he scored 92 goals in 81 82. He scored 100 in 83 84, if you want to include playoffs. 
as well. He had this is this is nuts. He had 1963 assists in his career. I mean, it's crazy. He his career including playoffs 2223 points or uh, 2223 assists in his career. He had in 85-86 he had 163 assists. I mean and that's and all of those combined for a total of 2857 career points with uh 382 of the 382 playoff points for a total of 3239 career points including playoffs plus multiple at least four Stanley Cups with the dynastic Edmonton Oilers and he also took the dragged the LA Kings to a Stanley Cup final um he went on deep, he went on a deep playoff run with the Blues when he was traded there he even for one year at least he went on a pretty deep playoff run with our Rangers uh, that I don't want to talk about how it ended, but he, he it was there, yeah. he was there. But really, I think you know is, and then also for soccer, people just don't even talk about that because people think America is like it's a, it's kind of like also about this with Tom Brady. It's also the fact that people like hold football in such a high regard as well. That Fair point. football football is a is a main focus that, especially in America, where, I mean, Pele won three World Cups, which is unprecedented. Two of them, two of them consecutively. Um, he was incredible for Brazil. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, your pick for the greatest of all time in soccer. And will he, be my will be my pick because he is incredible. Yes, he won four straight Champions Leagues. Mm-hmm. Champions League leagues. Yes, Champions yeah. Leagues. He won four straight Champions Leagues in addition to the one that he won with Manchester United. <sighs> anyway, and he won the Club World Cup four times. The Club World Cup. Let me just, yeah. And he won the uh, Nations League with Portugal. Five-time Ballon d'Or winner. And he won and the Euro. And he won the Euro with uh, with Portugal too. Exactly, in 2016. It's the difference between him and Messi. Messi's yep. never won a major tournament with Argentina. That is correct. Never won a World Cup. He's never won a... Um... He's never won a um, a South American championship. He won the Olympics. He won an Olympic gold medal. Whoopee. <laughs> Neymar did too. Yep. It's true. Uh, and then Lionel Messi. I mean, Messi is, is incredible. He's been doing it almost as long as Tom Brady has been doing it. But Lionel Messi, the difference there is that Messi started when he was a teenager. Yep, that's true. And he was playing a man's game as a teenager, being like one of the great, one of the greats. Yeah, but he also the 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 biggest argument with Pele and with Messi to an extent is Messi also came into a Barcelona side that was just loaded, and throughout his career had Barcelona teams that were loaded. Look at the the players that Lionel Messi has played with 
over the course of his career while at Barcelona, you're you're looking at legends like Ronaldinho, like Thierry Henry, like Xavi, like Andres Iniesta, like Piquet, like you could say what you want about him, but he still is one of the most decorated keepers of all time, Victor Valdez. You know, Messi has had so much to work with, and the one season where there is not much for Messi to work with this season. Barcelona is is, is suffering. They look they look like they're not going to come close to winning the, the league. And there's a real question as to whether or not they're even going to qualify for Europe. That's true. And that's with Messi. That's with him. And you could say whether or not his head is in it, given all the things that went on between him and the board and, and whatever, totally fine. But... Even then, you're you're sitting there and you're just like, what what is happening and why is Messi not able to do it? As for Pele, this is the classic Pele argument: is Pele achieved all that he achieved, not in Europe? Pele did everything that he did, and I'm not taking away anything that Pele did because he you can. It's a classic case that he is the greatest player of all time and I, a soccer player of all time. Pele did everything that he did playing for Santos in Brazil and for New York Cosmos, mainly, mainly for Santos. He's the all-time record goal scorer for Santos. And that, that honor will not be taken away from him. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Especially since Neymar left. (laughs) Yes. Especially since Neymar left. But the, the, the one that I, that I listened to the most out of what you just said is Cristiano Ronaldo, because we've seen Cristiano Ronaldo be successful in England, be successful in Spain, and be successful in Italy now. And and you and if you want to put Portugal in there, you can put Portugal in there as well. Well, yeah, I mean he was pretty good. He was a highly talented prospect for for Lisbon. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And he, he was wanted by Arsenal. He was wanted and then he went ended up going to Manchester United and became what he was at Manchester United. But you can also make the case that Cristiano has played with again, same thing with Messi. He's played with world class players himself. Wayne Rooney. Do you want to talk talk about Ryan Giggs, you want to talk about Paul Scholes, you want to talk about Mesut you know, you want to talk about even now at Juventus, he's playing next to Paulo Dybala. So it's it's hard in, in that sense to say, you know, that one is better than than the other, but Ronaldo just consists, he, he does it himself. We saw it over the weekend. Ronaldo is still able at where he is now to be able to do what he does on his own, which is why I think he is the the greatest. But I never got who you think is the greatest athlete of all time. It's because I haven't I, gotten to him. It's not. It's because I haven't got to him yet. Okay, I, I'm I'm ready for it. This is all the lead in. I'll just say this about Pele. Also, sure. is that when he was playing in Brazil, this is not the same Brazil as it is now. Those yes. Brazilian soccer, that Brazilian soccer league, was incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, because we saw it with the world with the World Cup. The Brazil won in 1958, 1962, and 1970. And also, um, he won uh, two Copa, Lip- Copa Libertadores mm-hmm. with, with, with Santos. And that's not just in Brazil. That's against all of South America. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, when, when you're talking about Anyone five straight 
Brazilian champ- league championships as well. You mean you talk about the Brazil squad that was in, especially that, that 1958 World Cup? I mean, that that squad was just absolutely ridiculous. I think the only the one player that I think everybody would probably know outside of Pele is Garincha, who by himself, you know, people talk about Garincha being one of the best Brazilian players of all time. And he also did that for, well, Pele was doing it for, for Santos. Uh, Garincha was doing it for Botafogo, 245 goals and 614 appearances. So, and even, and not what, what a lot of people don't even know in, in that world cup in 1958, while Pele won the golden boot for that world cup, he didn't win the tournament best player. Didi did. He was the best player in, in that tournament, but the golden boot did of course go to go to Pele. So, you know, there's uh there is that little tidbit for you, but who is the great, who is your greatest athlete of all time then? Well, if you want to go by process of elimination, think about the one sport that I didn't mention at this point, besides golf, obviously. I think I know. It's really obvious. Don't overthink it. Is it Michael Jordan? It is Michael Jordan. I can't. Uh, this is this is the one I've been waiting for. Go ahead. Okay. Mr. Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, his career longevity, of course, is not. Uh, it's not like Tom Brady. He uh, he had spells of retirement. Some would say it was a thinly veiled punishment for gambling. Uh, that's a conspiracy that exists, but I, I'm not going to give any weight to that. But he he retired to play baseball once, and then he retired to get the second time um, to get some more rest, and then he unretired to. Part of his contract with the uh, Washington Wizards as GM, I assume that they want that if the team sucks, they want him to play. I guess, uh, and so he played for two years in Washington, and he still did pretty solid in yep. Washington, as well. I mean, let's not be let's not beat around the bush. He still averaged twenty two points a game, almost twenty three points a game, about six about five point seven rebounds, five point two assists. Um in 2001-2002 and 2002-2003 his final season he averaged 20 points a game even 6.1 rebounds a game and 3.8 assists per game as well and he had a field goal percentage in of at least 40% in his entire career and in his prime it was it was above 50 most of the time wasn't a great three. He wasn't a great three-point shooter, except for in 94-95, where he, he made half of his three-point shots, which is actually nuts. Um, but then, that's just the regular season. And in the playoffs, he averages his playoff averages for his career: thirty-three point four points per game, six point four rebounds per game, five point seven assists, two point one steals not 0.8 blocks, whatever, with a 487 field goal percentage in 179 playoff games. And he started all of them. And he went on two 
separate runs of three straight NBA championships. And it's not just stats. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. It is not just the stats that I'm bringing here. Before Michael Jordan was drafted in 1984, the NBA was in a bad place. The NBA finals were on tape delay. Nobody was watching basketball. Everybody was watching football. Everybody was watching baseball. And that's basically it. Those were the two big sports at the time. Basketball was suffering. Michael Jordan was drafted. And and it gave basketball a new life. It had an incredibly marketable player. Michael Jordan really is the pioneer for all future NBA players who are now building their brand. Not even just NBA players, athletes in general in building their brand with his, his shoe company, you know, with the Jordan brand as well, and just the impact on the game. And the fact that he's able to do what he did in an era of hard fouls and gigantic rim protecting centers just makes, just holds a lot more weight to me than Tom Brady. And also, I mean, I know you're, you're going to make a fair amount of points about why you think Tom Brady is the best. And I think that Michael Jordan's great, not only because of his offensive numbers, but he, he plays defense. Tom Brady does not play defense. It's the, the NFL is the, the NFL is the ultimate team game. That's what it is. It's not just one player. It's not. You have to have, you have to have 11 players at one time in sync for stuff to go well, for everything to go well for you. And you saw that on the other side of Super Bowl 55, where uh, the Chiefs offensive line and their defense was not in sync or it just did it was not working for them and they got blown out. They have one of the great, one of the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL and they still could not win because of the team around them. So Michael Jordan for me is the greatest athlete of all time, not only because of his, his impact um, on the scat on the score sheet on the stat sheet but also his impact on the game as a whole and the fact that he basically brought the NBA not single-handedly but he did play a big part in bringing the NBA back from from the dead in the in the late 80s early 90s okay a couple things number one you make a very good point when you mention the building up of the NBA and that pretty much falling at the hands of Michael Jordan and what he was able to do in terms of bringing the NBA back from the proverbial dead. You also make a good point about MJ building his brand. Problem is Tom Brady is still playing. Tom Brady has not had the opportunity to really spend all of his time going into TB12. But I would assume when Tom Brady does call it a career that Tom Brady will definitely be giving more time into doing that and becoming some, something of an icon like Michael Jordan is with basketball and then the Jordan brand that Tom Brady will probably be doing the same thing when he does come time to let's hang it up. Okay, here we go. When you compare Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, there's a few things that stand out. Number one, Michael Jordan does have the finals MVPs over 
Tom Brady with Super Bowl MVPs. Michael Jordan has won six championships. He's won six finals MVPs. Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady's won five Super Bowl MVPs. Michael Jordan has more regular season MVPs than Tom Brady does. Jordan has five, I believe, and Tom Brady has three. The difference here is Michael Jordan won his last championship in 1998 when he was 35 years old. Tom Brady, for what it's worth, Adam, over the age of 35, Tom Brady has won three championships post being 35 years old. Post that. Tom Brady just won his most recent at 43, which makes him the oldest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Then you go into the whole dynamic of saying that it's a a team sport and you need things to go his way. Okay. Michael Jordan was the only guy in those Bulls teams. No, he wasn't. He had Scottie Pippen. Had Steve Kerr. Great players in their own right. Dennis Rodman. So to say, and listen, I am not taking anything away from Michael Jordan. I'm not going to be this guy to try and discredit Michael Jordan for all that he's done. Because I know some people are going to listen to this and they're going to say, oh, there's this asshole trying to take something away from Michael Jordan. I am not doing that. What I am doing is saying that what Tom Brady has done is more impressive than what Michael Jordan has done. Michael Jordan had a supporting cast around him. And the fall from grace, so to speak, for Michael Jordan after that 98 finals was we did not see the Michael Jordan after that. Whereas with Tom Brady, Tom Brady has been doing this Adam, for 20 years. He's been doing this since 2000. This consistency, this level of excellence that has existed for 20 years, and he is still going. And if there was a year where I think everybody, everybody, myself included, doubted Tom Brady and said, oh, maybe Tom Brady is not going to be is not going to be himself. Maybe he's going to take a step back. Maybe he's going to fall off a cliff or something like that. It was this year, given He's not in New England, doesn't have Bill Belichick anymore, is with a whole new team, has to learn his teammates, learn how the offense works, everything like that. Tom Brady threw for over 4,500 yards. He had 43 touchdowns, and he won a Super Bowl in year one with a brand new team against Patrick Mahomes, the guy that everybody was talking about as the heir to the golden throne, this proverbial golden throne that everybody, everybody wanted to see Patrick Mahomes become the guy, be this dude that can be the greatest quarterback of all time. Because for some reason, I don't understand why everybody wants it to be Mahomes because I guess some people just don't want it to be Brady, but guess what happened on Sunday, Adam, the confirmation, the funeral, I think is the better way to put it. The funeral for Patrick Mahomes' hopes to be the greatest quarterback that has ever lived 
pretty much died. He will never be the greatest quarterback in our in, in the NFL. He will never be that. It doesn't matter. He would need to win seven Super Bowls. He would need to win four or five MVPs to even have a case. I'll say the this. Way that he played in that game. I'll say this. I wouldn't put this loss on Patrick Mahomes entirely. Okay. Even last year, even last year when they won, Mahomes did not play great. These are, no. This is two Super Bowls now that Patrick Mahomes has not been that great. The last one he got away with because Kansas City ended up winning the game. Correct. But let's just say San Francisco did win that Super Bowl last year. Will be a lot tougher. Mahomes to would be make... 0 for 2 in Super Bowls where he yes. played like dog shit. But I'm saying specifically last game, you can't put that on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes tried his damnedest. He was hitting guys in the hands, in the face. Yeah. The, the, the whole Chiefs team did not turn up on Sunday. I'll, get, I'll give it to Mahomes, but it doesn't matter. It he doesn't matter. Basically, because Patrick Mahomes, yeah. that, that Kansas City Chiefs team picked the wrong game to not show up. Because not only did it ruin Patrick Mahomes' credibility to be the greatest quarterback of all time, they looked like jokes on national television. They were exposed. They were exposed. And now Patrick Mahomes is getting surgery for, for turf toe today. Look, it, Patrick Mahomes was playing, was playing hurt the entire time. If, How much you want to bet they're going to change the field to uh, grass at Arrowhead next year oh, as I'm a sure. result of this? I'm sure they will. But the bottom line is people are going to write the narrative that, oh, Patrick Mahomes is playing hurt. That's why the Chiefs didn't win this. But if Patrick Mahomes was playing hurt and they won, then it came down, then it comes down to, oh, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl with turf toe. That's unbelievable. He's one of the greatest. You know, it, you can't you can't level it out both ways. You know, he was hurt. He was hurt, no doubt about it. But if he was hurt that bad, should he have played? I mean, are you going to tell a guy like Patrick Holmes to not play in, in the biggest game of his life? Absolutely not. That's the point. That's the point. He plays in the game. He's healthy. He puts on his uniform. You go out and judge him regardless of the injury or not is the point. Tom Brady, for what it's worth, Adam, did the most impressive thing I have ever seen from an athlete over the course of the calendar year for this season, going to Tampa Bay, getting this team into shape, getting them with the mentality that they can win a Super Bowl this year. Because let's not forget, Tampa Bay was a they were a solid team last year. Eight and eight team. They were a quarterback. They were basically a quarterback away from winning, from contending for a Super Bowl. Sure, but the defense was not. The defense was bottom five in points allowed last year. They got torched, right? I wonder if that's because of Jameis Winston putting them in bad situations with the turnovers. No, look at remember the game that Tampa had when they went up to Seattle, and it was ninety something combined points. Russell yeah. Wilson dropped a forty bomb on that defense, and Tampa still won. So you can't say that that Jameis put them in terrible situations. Sure, he definitely threw them into some tough spots, no doubt. But the defense was not great. 
And here comes TB12, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady coming into the building and everything changed. The mentality changed. And that's where I think Tom Brady just takes the cake over Michael Jordan, where Michael Jordan, of course, he had he had that winner's mentality for sure. I'm not saying that he didn't. But Tom Brady took a team with virtually no winning experience, nothing. There was not a soul on that team had done next to anything. I think Todd at, Bowles won a Super Bowl. At a pro level. Oh, okay, yeah, Todd Bowles, I'm- great. Great. But no one on that team had done next to anything at a professional level before. Tom Brady goes in there and says, okay, you work with me, guys. We're going to get you to where you want to go. And that's winning a championship. And I don't know if you had heard um, all this week in the group text that the Bucks have leading up to the game. Tom Brady had texted in it every night for two weeks. They mentioned that in the post game. Yeah. The entire team saying that, that they were going to win the game. That is just the unbelievable mentality that Tom Brady has, this togetherness that he tries to, to promote and just saying, you know what, I'm going to carry you guys to the promised land if you work with me. You give me something here, I will give you everything that I have. That's what a leader does. That's what a winner does. And Tom Brady, I'm so sorry that I doubted him because, my God, he's going to come back next year, and he's probably going to do it again. It wouldn't surprise me if we're talking next year, Tom Brady leading the Bucs to another NFC Championship game or leading them to another Super Bowl, and the Bucs potentially win another one. Excuse me, I have, a head- I have a headache. I just got a headache. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go lie down. <laughs> but, I mean, Tom Brady, what he did in this Super Bowl, it's it, 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 this playoff run, this season, in a pandemic nonetheless, is borderline superhuman. It is superhuman. It is Herculean from Tom Brady. And it is just, it's come to the point where, you know, us as 24 year olds, we're too young to remember Michael Jordan, like you said, Adam, and what he did in terms of transcending sport. This is our Michael Jordan and better. Tom Brady is that. He, he is the guy that we will be telling our children about, that we saw Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback, the greatest athlete to have ever lived, just completely dominate the National Football League for 20 years, consistently take hits like he's had, deal with injuries. I mean, people forget this guy tore his ACL, tore his ACL, came back from it, and is still performing at top, top level. We see guys tear their ACLs all the time and not come back the same players. Granted, different positions, I understand. But still, an ACL injury is is debilitating. It is. It's okay, Bird. Jamal Charles can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. But, I mean, what Tom, Brady, what Tom Brady has just been able to do 
it is it's unbelievable. And Adam, the biggest argument that you had against Tom Brady was that he's a system quarterback. He'll never win outside of New England. He'll never be the same guy that he was outside of New England. He's a system quarterback. Bill Belichick made him. Well, I mean, I guess I, I, I mean, people can be wrong about things. Oh, you're going to die on that hill. You were going to, you were going to die on that hill. I was ah, stupid. I hate it. Tom Brady is the best. And I think it's, it is time that Adam, you put aside your hatred for Tom Brady and just recognize the greatness that he is. He is unbelievable. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go build a time machine. I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to go find, I'm going to go infiltrate the Jets, the Jets practice facility and say, and go up to Mo Lewis and tell him, Hey, can you, uh, can you maybe take it easy a bit when you, uh, when you hit your blood? So just take it, just take it easy. Just a tiny bit. Maybe or, don't try it. Or go back even further and go to the uh, 2000 draft and say, Hey, knock, knock, knock. Uh, there's this, there's this guy out of, uh, out of Michigan. His name is, his name is, uh, Tom Brady. You guys, y- y- you might want to take him. Coach grow. You should probably look at, uh, look at, look at Tom Brady. You might, you might want to look at that guy. He, uh, he might be, he might be okay. I wonder, I was kind of wondered that if I was, oh God, if, if Tom Brady ended up getting drafted by the Jets, I probably wouldn't be like, I probably wouldn't be the person that I, I probably wouldn't be like this now. I'd probably no. be in your, I'd probably be in your situation. No, I, but even if he was on the Jets and he still did this, I would recognize greatness. If he did it on the Eagles, I would recognize greatness. If he did it on the Giants, I would recognize that greatness because this, this is someone that we'll be talking about for the rest of our lives. That Super Bowl we'll be talking about the rest of our lives. Because I mean, let's 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 just call it for what it is. Patrick Mahomes is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, based on his current trajectory. Sure, kids, I'm sure in 20, 30 years, will hear about this guy, Patrick Mahomes. They'll hear about you know how explosive he was with his arm, and they'll hear about all that he did. But the problem is, Patrick Mahomes is just like the rest. He's just like Drew Brees. He's just like Aaron Rodgers. He's just like Brett Favre. Just like Dan Marino. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. He is not the guy. The guy just won a seventh Super Bowl. That is the guy. TB12, Tom Brady, greatest athlete that has ever lived. I want to give you some. I want to give you some literally debatable. Well, that's what we've been doing for the last uh, for the last fifty six minutes or so. Uh, I want to give you some some listener uh, takes, and we can kind of discuss them before we uh, before we call this uh, call this a day. Um, it's from John. John says, without a shadow of a doubt. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback and athlete to have ever lived. What he has been able to do throughout his last 20 some odd years in the NFL 
and doing it at the highest level that he has been able to do it at is simply remarkable. The amount of hits that he's taken, the amount of injuries that he's had, the scandals that he has had as well, they could have all dragged him down, but they didn't, and he remains and is the absolute best. Adam, your thoughts? Well, yeah, because he won because of those scandals. Because I didn't even mention the cheating. Like it matters. It does not. That does not matter. Really? It doesn't no. matter? No. Hell no. What what competitive advantage should it give Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, listen, the flake gate, it's it's a little little frivolous, but I mean you still get you're still able to get there as a result of it. But Spygate, I think, is a bit more has holds a bit more you're just you're deciphering T this is almost mm-hmm. I don't want to listen. I don't want to make this so hyperbolic. But is I'll that say, on Brady though? Is Brady directly responsible for Spygate, or is that just a damn a damnation on the Patriots organization? Well, he's not, but he did benefit from it. Did he? Okay. Did Tom Brady directly know about it? Well, that we don't know. Right. And we may never know. The answer to that. I'm leaning on the side of innocence. And I'm saying that Tom Brady knew nothing about it. Well, I guess that's like the George Springer thing. Everybody is like giving George Springer a pass, even though he benefited probably from the the Astros scandal. Yeah, but that's that's a huge difference. When there are loud bangs coming from your own dugout, and then George Springer is going to say, oh, yeah, I knew nothing about that. I don't know why people are smacking around a garbage can every now and again. Come on. Come on. That is not the same thing, and you know it. That is not anywhere near the same thing. Well, I mean, Tom Brady didn't directly benefit from it. Well, obviously, it didn't affect him. No, well, it was for, bo- it was for both. If they, if they decipher, if they got the plays and the signals from both offense and defense, then yeah, if, whatever. If he didn't know about it, he still benefited, benefited from it. Did Tom Brady single-handedly place those cameras? No. Did Tom Brady single-handedly go and look at those tapes, at any footage whatsoever, to gain an advantage off of that? We don't know. We don't know. But that that yeah, no, that I can't answer. But did George Springer know what was going on, including the rest of the Astros? Yes. They the players absolutely. The manager, absolutely. A.J. Hinch knew what was going on, 100%. Same thing with Bill Belichick. He knew what was going on. So if, any, if, if anything, you want to hold a gripe against somebody, hold the gripe against Belichick. I already do. I, I know that. But Belichick knew what was going on. You can't blame, you can't blame Tom Brady for something that, that Belichick or you know the higher staffers of the Patriots were doing. With the Astros, it's different because the players were, were very much in on it. They knew what was going on. They were the ones that were banging the damn the damn garbage can. Yes. They knew about it. They knew about the signs. Carlos Beltran, you're almost manager. Ugh. My used to be favorite Matt. Yes. He used knew about be. it. 
some would some would call him the the ringleader of it. Some would call him the John Gotti of the entire damn thing. I would say it's more Alex Cora, but yeah. Okay, Alex Cora might be the John Gotti. Okay. Or the Henry Hill. Or the Henry Hill, yes. Okay. This one's from Sean. Sean mm-hmm. says, Bird, you are out of your mind if you think someone with the history of Tom Brady when it comes to cheating and ruining the credibility of football in general is even worthy of even being in the conversation for the greatest athlete of all time. Sean, no, I am not. It sounds like it was ghostwritten by me, but it was not. <laughs> I was going to say, I, literally, I think I read that and I said, wow, uh, did you uh, did you speak to Adam beforehand? Did you I did not, speak I, to Adam? I did not say this. This is not, this is all Sean. I did not say this. I did not know. This one, this, this is the interesting one. I think we, we touched on this in the beginning and, you know, we're coming back to it now. This comes from Brian. Brian says, Serena Williams, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. I don't buy it. She's got to win the, she's got to win the two slams first. She's got to win the two slams first. Well, then, if it, if the, I don't know, I feel like you should still count the open era for the, the open era should still, you know, hold, hold a lot of weight in the same way that the, that the post merger stats hold a lot more weight than any, than pre merger. I mean, I'm giving it, I'm giving it credit. No, I know. But again, that's like saying, "Oh, Tom Brady's got to win like f- five more championships if he wants to sur- if he wants to really surpass, you know, the team, the most successful team of all time." If we're even, but if we're even talking about pre and post merger for the NFL, I don't think anybody's won seven championships. I think Tom Brady's in a class of his own in terms of winning seven championships pre and post merger. Yes. So if you want to talk about it like that, then sure. Sure. I would include pre merger. Absolutely. I'm, I'm almost, I'm fairly certain unless there's just someone that I'm completely forgetting about Tom Brady, I believe has the most championships pre and post merger for the NFL. You call it Super Bowl era. You want to call it the NFL championship era. Doesn't matter. But I guess it's kind of, it's also kind of like, um, how much stock we hold in rings. Cause I mean, on the Rashard brothers have in the, in the NHL, the Rashard brothers have 11 for Henri and eight for Maurice. Well, the, argument, Barra was, the has argument 10 was not, was not between you were going back and forth and saying that I need to, if I'm not going to give, no, no, I know if I'm okay. going to give the, the pre open era, credibility i need to give the pre-merger credibility and i'm gonna I'm, I'm doing that okay I'm, I'm i'm going to do that and the the pre the pre-merger tom you want to include that that's fine that's fine tom brady's i believe he's the only player ever seven super bowls in the history of football and that, that's uh that's that um and then one more that i will give here from Don. Well, actually, I'm surprised that we Go didn't ahead. really we didn't hold as much weight in championships because a lot of people do. A lot of, a lot people, of people do. 
a lot of people, that's the only argument, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's why people, you know, are putting Serena Williams in there, 23-time champion. Michael Jordan, six-time finals winner. Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, put for as great as he as he is, you know, Dan Marino. No one's going to put Dan Marino in this conversation because what did he win? He won who gots. That's nothing for all the non-cultured people out there. Yeah, but like Jimmy Garoppolo wore, won two Super Bowls. And even David Carr won a Super Bowl. True. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and Trent Dilfer was starting. Yep. One more from Phil. And this is an interesting one because we're going to see how uh, how in tune you are with your uh, your pop culture, Adam. Is there a quarterback that you actually feel bad for like Patrick Mahomes due to the fact that his fiance and his brother are the two most insufferable human beings on the planet? Phil, you make a very good point, my friend. You make a very, very, very good point because my Lord, do I dislike both of them. Uh, That's a good question. I... Really, I do. I do feel bad for Mahomes in that yeah. regard because I feel like I hate him more because of them. Quite honestly, when I see Jackson Mahomes doing the the TikTok dances, I'm just like, oh my god, get a life. I was gonna say, I'm like, this is a very Ali specific question, but then I just realized, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very good question. Hmm. Wow, I can't. Th- I don't know if I can think of it because. Fiance, maybe brother, fiance and brother. I don't know if that combination really exists. Well, the only other quarterback that I could think of that had people really hate him because of his familial relations was kind of like AJ McCarron with the whole Brent Musburger thing during the national championship. Right. When Brent, Brent Musburger went crazy over his, uh, was his wife? Were they, were they married? I think it was either his wife or his girlfriend, fiance. Yeah, it was something. It was something like that, whatever it was. But I think America hated AJ McCarron because she was stunning. Yes, she's. A so very, it was more of like it was more of like woman. jealousy. It was more of jealousy. This is not a jealousy. This is out of just just people just purely loathe these people. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' like, brother. People didn't like him. Well, the 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 thing with Aaron Rodgers, and this is a tricky one because. It came down to the family was supposedly trying to uh, get something off of Aaron Rodgers' fame. And Olivia Munn basically said to Aaron Rodgers, no, you can't do that. They're trying to extort you, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Jordan went on The Bachelorette, and Jordan then ended up winning The Bachelorette. And Jordan is now famous in his own right. And Aaron didn't really like that Jordan was throwing his name around on national television like that. I mean, what the fuck do you expect? Yep. That's what I would the say, only, Aaron Rodgers. What do you expect? The only quarterback brothers I can really think of are the Palmers. But they're fine. Carson and Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. The so, only other, are there other quarterbacks that are brothers that I can think of? The, oh, yeah, we're both dumb. The Mannings. Well, I didn't think of the Mannings because they're not, they're not insufferable. Oh, they are insufferable. Are you kidding? Well, Eli- they well, are terribly you insufferable. It's because I don't hate like them both. It's because you don't like Eli. I hate them both. Eli Manning's, Eli Manning's great. Eli Why? Manning, 
because he he learn he knows to lo- how to laugh at himself and and lean into lean into the joke and he's he's just a, he's just an all around good person. Man, this is how it feels to be on the other side of that. Oh, God, that's that's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Worst takes I've ever heard. Um, did you? Well, well, also, did you see Peyton Manning when he got when he got the the call, the call to the hall, the heartwarming great. moment? That's awesome. Good for him. Where he was like, I had a feeling you guys were coming, and it was like David Cutcliffe, Phil Fulmer, Jim Caldwell, and Tony Dungy. And David Baker, he's like, I had a feeling you guys were coming. And everybody started laughing. It was great. It's very nice for him. I'm happy for him. I mean, Peyton Manning is, is incredibly, I mean, coming back and doing what he did after neck surgery, where people thought he wasn't even going to play again. Yeah, give him credit. Give him credit. Doesn't mean I have to like him. You want to talk about overcoming injuries? Doesn't mean I have to like him. I could say the same career. thing for you. I could say, Oh, how can you how can you hate Tom Brady? He went to a new team at 43 years old, won a Super Bowl in year one, throwing for over 4,500 yards and 43 touchdowns. How can you hate him? I can think of a lot of reasons to hate him. I can think of a lot of a lot of reasons to hate Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Yep. That's what we'll agree to disagree. Um, like I said, definitely go and vote on the poll, which will be up on my Instagram. I'll leave the link to that in the description of the episode. Adam. Thank you very much, sir, for for coming on. I'm I'm glad that we did not settle this debate at all, and we will keep debating about this for the rest of the time. Because that's the best kind of debate. Is the that one, is yeah, the absolute best kind of debate. So, Adam, again, thank you very much for for coming on. Uh, please make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a five star review to the Basement Talk podcast on all of the available platforms you know them by now. You hear Adam say them only about 500,000 times a week on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Uh, we will be recording a Basement Talk Podcast uh, this evening, Tuesday. So that will be in your inboxes uh, Thursday. You'll probably hear this on Saturday or Sunday. So uh, you'll probably listen to the Basement Talk Podcast before uh, you, get, you get to this. But in any regard, uh, Adam, thank you for coming on again. For Adam, I'm Bird. Bye-bye.